Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about my quilting journey and life in a northern town. Show notes can be found at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Please leave a comment and we can continue the conversation online. My name is Vicki and I'll be your hostess. Welcome to the September simulcast vlog and blog for my Creative Corner 3. Can you believe it's been one whole year since I started podcasting? It was an idea of taking my quilting adventure from just a blog that started eight years ago and it grew to more on Instagram and I've tried Facebook, um, different things off and on, and it just exploded over this last year when I started this podcast to do a Facebook group called My Creative Corner 3, and we do daily prompt challenges, and we continue to do that, and it seems to be a really fun thing for the people who are participating, and I'm hoping more people join too. But, you know, looking at how this all started was really quite amazing, um, I just got an impulsive idea a year ago after listening to other podcasters and I didn't realize what podcasting was. I thought it was only large corporations sponsoring um, the podcasts and they were very complicated to do and it was an adventure in figuring out how to do it and then how to do some editing, which I'm still learning. And now I'm doing both YouTube and a audio version of the podcast. So it's been so much fun. I can't say I have a giveaway planned. I can't say I have anything really exciting planned, except I'm um, in the next couple of weeks. I do think I want to put either a tutorial or a free pattern up on my blog. I wanted to have it done in time for this podcast, but Highland Game Season is winding up. I've been doing other projects. You can see behind me um, tomorrow we'll launch a big kickoff for a five-week blog hop to help promote the idea that you can take a quilt that was done in Krista Watson's book. I'm remaking it, and I have just put these blog blocks up. This is now final layout. It's just showing you how different it can look when you use the same fabrics. And I'm using Maker's Mark, which is her new line. And just changing it up to your own color choices and how it's going to look different at the end with the quilting I choose to do. Now, this will have three parts to the blog hop. I'm going to do uh, free motion quilting, I'm going to journal this quilt as I finish it in five weeks. That's the plan. And um, then the third part is looking at a test block or two throughout the book. Because she has multiple quilts through the book, multiple stitching ideas. I've got some videos, got some fun things. And so lots of different activities. And if you have the book, her, I'd encourage you to buy it and join us. Why don't you work on your quilt too during the five weeks and maybe by the end we all will have a quilt finished and we'll have our own version of Krista's pattern. Now I'm doing some things different on my WordPress 
blog. Um, I gave it a little facelift the other day with a new um, layout and look. I'm going to go with less pictures and more video um, because of cost. I mean, I can do a video and have it post now and it won't cost me any extra um, storage fees for my blog. We'll see how it goes. I may not like it, but I'm going to try it out. I've been doing more and more video, less um, pictures. There'll be probably more short videos and they will also be posted on my YouTube channel also. Just so you know, that may be a little change that's happening with the WordPress blog. Um, do little stories and I'll do some pictures and probably a little more words than there are photos, but they'll also be um, videos as visual aids to what I'm talking about. Um, what other things have I have been working on? Well, like I said, I finished up uh, this last weekend a um, Renfest, you know, attending that. My husband's um, Highland game season is ending. We have one more game in a month out of Michigan. And, you know, it takes up a lot of time in the summer, but it is so much fun. Had a good time, got to see uh, friends and family that I probably won't be seeing um, for the winter. The family people um, are more um, Highland family. My um, regular uh, biological family, um, I'll see them quite a bit. So football season is upon us. So what I usually do is substitute one sport for the next to be the backdrop to my creativity. So I have fantasy football team and my quarterback is Tom Brady. And this week so far it's doing well. Last week it didn't do so well. Um, I enjoy sports a lot. I don't do a lot of reading. Um, I have problems with um, movement sometimes in the actual movement of my eyes from left to right to reading. And yeah, it can interfere with long arming too. Um, actually can trigger off vertigo. So I do a lot more audiobooks. But I do a lot of um, sports in the background, hand work, especially on the weekends. And um, I can only physically do so much quilting at a time. In fact, that came up in one of um, a couple of conversations I've had recently. And if you remember my blog's um, byline is uh, one stitch, one block, one row at a time. You know, there's a lot of reasons for it. And we've talked about that here on this podcast before. But a lot of it is physical. The physical part of doing the same repetitive thing over and over hurts my neck, gives me a headache, hurts my hands. But the psychological part of it is that I really enjoy seeing a block happen. I do these one at a time. I didn't do a lot of chain stitching. I didn't do this, this is a grid work um, pattern from Krista Watson's book. Um, one block at a time. I make less mistakes and I am spurred on to finish doing a quilt if I do one block at a time I feel accomplished I I really have not ever been able to sit and cut an entire quilt out and then sit and chain piece it um, that's just my personality that's my style and um, maybe it's your style too I mean I know a lot of people who do um, quote speed quilting but at the same time I don't find it to be fun and I would never finish anything. I would get stuck creatively. Uh, sometimes I make some changes 
on the fly. And it only happens when I'm allowed time to ponder and to really work on my one block at a time. All right, what else have I been doing? Well, I've been testing patterns, but they're not quilt patterns. I tested this little pattern. It's a little dragon. This is the baby one that I pretty much finished. I might add a couple of other embellishments. Not sure if I want to add the smiley face or not. By Katrina's Miniatures. She has an Etsy shop. And this pattern, um, if it's not out currently, it will be out. Now, I didn't have any cuddle minky fabric or a plush. I just used a knit. But the wings are quilted on my little dragon. Now, the mama dragon is not finished. But I thought, you, thought I'd show you progress. Now, this is a much bigger dragon, probably a foot and a half. She needs to be stuffed and the finish work on her tummy and I need to do some bearing of threads. Now, in the original pattern, this mouth had a zipper on it. I tried and tried. I, I didn't have the right zipper. The pattern is absolutely wonderful. And what I'm going to do though, is I like how this has an S shape and I may uh, glue uh, some felt teeth or maybe even a rickrack of some sort. I, I might do some teeth on there and have some fire coming out of my dragon's mouth. Now, as you can tell the way I am going to finish this, that it will not be safe for a child, but it has quilted wings. Um, I serge the edges of these. Um, I don't like the serging of the edge as much as I like on the little dragon, how these edges are turned proper. So this dragon will be finished. Um, it works best in knit. Same gal or young lady, Katrina's miniatures on Etsy. Now something I saw on Pinterest earlier this week is I have a whole bunch of fabric labels for quilts that um, I haven't, I've inherited a lot of them from other people over time. And I um, am terrible at putting labels on quilts and I'm working on that. I figure if I do a few at a time, um, but these are some great ideas. Here's a whole panel. And what I saw for this project was they cut out each label and made a little pin cushion out of it. I have little um, pelleted plastic beads and fiberfill and that will weight it down. And I thought, wouldn't these be lovely? Um, I have some Christmas themed ones and I might even do them as Christmas ornaments or as gift tags that are stuff that can be um, put on the tree as a soft um, ornament um, for grandchildren who are young and maybe glass is um, still not an option. I, I continue to work on a few of my long-term projects of yarny things. Um, I am working on my Prisoner of Azkaban scarf that um, is over halfway done. I figure it's not really worth um, showing it in a video because I just haven't quite gotten to the point of showing lots of progress. I just do a few rows at a time. One stitch, one row, one scarf at a time. Because that's the way I'm wired. And, and I really spent the last week um, on the prompt challenge on the Facebook group. We were talking about how if you just take 10 or 15 minutes a day, 20 or 30 if you have it, 
break things down into these increments of time. You will find after a week, if you journal it, even for one week, you'll see how much you did get accomplished. And you didn't have to take a whole day off of work or block a whole Saturday to do it. You don't necessarily have to go to a quilt retreat if that's not your thing. It's not necessarily mine. I've never done it um, because I'm afraid I won't get much done because that's a lot of time to fill and a lot of money that I currently don't have. Oh, the sun is coming out after a gloomy early afternoon, so maybe we'll have um, some good lighting for the rest of this blog and vlog and podcast. Um, so really and truly, I do much better if I do things one step. So I wanted to talk about a find that I just had at the grocery store. I found a little selfie stick for $5. And this is making a huge difference for me in recording and videoing. And maybe it has a bracket on it, so maybe my tripod will work. Yeah, so I've got a lot of good things that I think is going to come of this. So bear with me as I get used to a little bit new camera rig. Okay, overall, I wanted to talk about when I started quilting uh, on my own, when I was in my early 20s, I really um, wanted to do all kinds of things and I was really excited as all new quilters are. So my mom joined the local quilt group and got me this book. And it is called, and it's, I know it's in reverse, but it is an old book from the late 80s called The It's Okay If You Sit On My Quilt Book by my biggest inspiration, Mary Ellen Hopkins. Mary Ellen Hopkins was a great lady with a personal seam allowance. What does it matter if your blocks are off by a quarter of an inch if you're doing the whole quilt for you? But this book fascinated me and got me inspired then. And here all these years later, I still haven't done a couple of books and uh, blocks. And I want to show you. The graphic nature of quilting is always what grabbed me. And I'm going to flip the page open here. Um, that's really, really what... That's inspiring. Look at this book. Isn't that so old looking? It's got graph paper in the background and there is no pattern. There is no cut it so many inches. You figure the math out and make it as big as you want. I just love that. And stars are what grabbed me. In my grandmother's closet was what we called a Lone Star or Bethlehem Star that had white background, dark blue points that led up to a white round with a pink center. And I'm going to guess that this was made probably World War II era. We don't even really know who made them, possibly my mother's great aunt. And I wanted to 
finish them. So I did a couple wall hangings. There were like five or six of those hand piece stars. The hand piecing always scared me, especially diamond and Y seams. And I knew I didn't have the skill. But something I watched recently was Angela Walters' Midnight Quilt Show. And she did a feathered star. This is in the book. And I've always wanted to make it. Now what I like even better is Angela Walters' version. These points on the outside were dark toward the point of the star and had a real jaggedy edge versus this smooth feathered star edge. I love stars. So this winter I'm going to work on a feathered star. I'm going to make a mini quilt, one block, and that's it. I'm sure uh, I might make it a 20 inch block. I want to show you a couple of other stars that I really, really like. So I became fascinated with stars when I first started quilting. And I don't know what it is about stars that just draws me in. But one of my very good friends who also quilts says stars are really some of her favorites too. And we even asked each other, what was it about the star that drew us in so much into wanting to make them. I think they look very complicated and some of them are complicated and they just have that big punch and you can mix up lots of colors in certain patterns. So in the It's Okay If You Sit On My Quilt Book, they have lots of pages of these wonderfully bright and graphic blocks. These are a lot of traditional ones, pinwheels and half square triangles and um, a swoon is on this page. They have names on them all. Swoon is called Jewels in a Frame. So that's how I learned most of the names. But it was this page of the book that grabbed my attention. There's this star here that's called Square Star and Eight Hands Around, and Martha Washington Star. I was just fascinated with them. And I've made most of them over the years. But the Feathered Star is still on my list. And I'm going to make several mini quilts and tests. And that is really my goal. Now one thing about this book I didn't appreciate. What fabulous things are in it because it didn't tell you how to cut them out. It didn't tell you how to use these patterns as math, um, in math, like uh, cut two and a half inch strips or whatever. But now that I've been quilting for a while, I love the graph paper and I love just the quaint old fashionedness of this. And I can use my electric quilter if I want to recreate some of the wonderful patterns in it, like this star. And what I think is great, she has a lot of great ideas in using connector blocks and a lot of just things to go back and look at how they used to do a lot of quilts. But this to me, for as old as this book is, this looks like a very modern type of quilt. 
a large oversized subunit that makes a, a, a familiar black as well as the stars. So if you're poking around an antique store or Goodwill and you see the Mary Ellen Hopkins, H-O-P-K-I-N-S, this is well worth it. And look, it's flat bound so you can open it up all the way. So the other challenge, which I'm really not sure how I'm going to approach this, is the local friends that I meet with. They have decided to, um, as a group, we're all going to submit a mini quilt for the Arts Council Fiber Art Exhibition next spring, well, probably in May. And this may tie into the 100-day project. It may not. I'm not real sure yet. But they decided that the theme for all of us in the group, and I didn't vote yes on this because I don't know how I can do it. And I'm not, anyway, the thing is, they want to do self-portraits. I'm looking at my face and I'm like, self-portrait, what, gray hair, hair, big green glasses? Eh. No, <clears throat> I'm not going to do a self-portrait. But what I might do is something about self-reflection like that's the whole thing is self-portrait right you're looking in a mirror or like looking in a camera on a selfie stick <laughs> maybe in fact i will do something more of like a thought bubble or my brain on fabric or i don't know it's in the beginning stages of making something with a lot of solid and solid reading fabric in um, a very, very um, modern and improvisationally pieced. I was pretty inspired by Sheila Frampton Cooper's work at um, the AQS display. And so maybe it would be something along that line, only be more about uh, my self-reflection or my thoughts or um, a certain mood that I might have. And I'll use the mood in different shades of color. I don't know. It's at a beginning thought. So anyway, that is going to be my big winter challenge. Probably my 100-day project in our Arts Council. 100-day project starts in January, which is earlier than most. But we are in the middle of winter. And January to the 100 days beyond that work really well for me. Because then the spring comes and we're on a big roll to... Um, pick up all of the things that we need to do because of winter holding us back. Um, so anyway, that's going to be this next winter because, you know, September really is my New Year's to me. And we talked about that in the last episode. But I think, you know, the facelift on the blog made it feel also like a big launching of season two for the podcast and um, be watching as I learn how to edit and I learn how to do upgrades on doing the video editing too. Um, I'd like to be able to like do pop-ups like in these spaces, um, do more on the details of the um, descriptions on YouTube. So I'm learning. So, you know, I just want to encourage everybody that you can do whatever it is you want to do. I don't have a lot of experience 
with technology, and I'm just a middle-aged person <clears throat> who just reads a lot on Google of how to do it. And I'll be honest, that's how I learned to quilt with this being my first book. It didn't tell me how to do it. It told me how to expand on ideas. And I didn't come to appreciate that till much, much later. So everyone, you have a great launch to your middle of September week as we approach the first day of autumn. And I want to encourage you to keep checking back because um, by the end of the month in celebration of this podcast anniversary, I'm going to put something up as a tutorial or a free pattern. Um, but as most things, life got in my way and I enjoyed every moment of it. Quilt on, everybody.